بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم السلام علیکم و رحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ شکر الحمد للہ اللہ بلیسڈ می فار دا اپرچونیٹی آف بینگ اے فاؤنڈیشن فیس اسپیشلسٹ ایجوکیٹر فار ٹوینٹی فائیو ایئرس اینڈ ایون مور الحمد للہ آئی اسٹارٹ اسٹڈنگ ٹیچنگ وائل آئی واز اسٹل نائنٹین ایئرس اولڈ ایٹین ایئرس اولڈ فریش آؤٹ آف میٹرک اینڈ اٹ سم تھنگ دیٹ آئی ڈیڈ اوور دس ٹائم اینڈ اٹ ونس اے ٹیچر اولویز If you are the person that Allah has chosen to lead the children in your class into the world of education, you are basically their mother out of the home. In some cases, unfortunately, you are more a mother than the biological mother because you are at some times the only constant in their lives. We know times are difficult. We know life is difficult. We know there are challenges that people are facing. So children look up to their teachers for guidance, for support, for kindness, for nurturing, for love, for stability. So never forget the role that you play. If you say you are becoming a teacher just for the money, then you have no idea what teaching is about. But let's leave that for another day. So as a foundation case specialist educator, I've had the opportunity and the blessing to teach children from grade R, grade 1, grade 2, and even grade 3. Shukar alhamdulillah. And I always opted to teach children from public schools because I had the opportunity to learn from them. Multicultural schools, multicultural faiths, as much as I used to teach them, they used to teach me. So remember, as our beloved Nabi Muhammad says, learn from the cradle to the grave. So as much as you may think you are the teacher and you are the ones educating them, they are actually educating you. So now to our beloved parents who are listening in today. So your son or daughter start a grade R or grade one or even nursery school. And you are super excited and you should be because this is a milestone in your child's life. This is huge because this is an opportunity for your child to take everything that you have taught him or her since birth out into the world, out into the community. Because school is an extension of the community. Whatever you learn at home, or your, you teach your children at home, your child is going to practice it outside. And this is the first opportunity for many children to engage with a micro-community. Now think about this. Your child is starting preschool or nursery school or grade one. Such a milestone, such a stepping stone, subhanallah, a new beginning in their life, a new beginning in yours. So we, yes, it's already February, and now would be the ideal time to share this with you, because I think you as parents may have um, sort of 
comforted yourself in knowing, okay, this is the teacher, this is the school, these are the friends, my child's not crying anymore, it's all good. And your child is sort of getting used to the environment. And let me tell you something, parents, as much as you may feel so hard sore that my baby is growing up and my baby needs to wake up early in the morning, you have no idea that your child is resilient and excited and enthusiastic about life and about learning. And this is all part of the natural process. Children learn from the time they are in your womb, Amis. From the time they are in your womb. So when they have this opportunity to go to school, they they have opportunities to meet other children, to engage with other adults, and to, inshallah, learn skills, knowledge, values, and attitudes that will benefit their deen, their dunya, and their akhirah. Inshallah. Ameen. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. So if you have a child that is still crying... Rahim. Please remember, apologies, but this is loud shedding. How do we deal with it? We just trying to move on. So this is what happens. When your child is still a little bit anxious and your child is still a bit nervous, doesn't want to go to school and still crying, it's already February. I think you need to respectfully have a meeting with the teacher when she is available or he is available, make an appointment and discuss ways of empowering your child to become independent. If a child is still having difficulty settling in after all this time, it could mean that your child is having somewhat of an attitude of separation anxiety. Your child may be a little bit nervous. Maybe it's an only child. Maybe it's a child that's born after a long time. Maybe it's a child that just there generally isn't very much of an extrovert. There's absolutely nothing wrong with your child. Please do not feel there's something wrong with the teacher or the children. It's an absolutely normal process. So please consider doing that respectfully with the teacher first, because remember, we must follow rules. You can't keep running to the principal. It is not advisable. 
Again, you on your part, sit with your child and remind your child that he or she is very special and starting school is something that is such a special present that Allah has given this child. There are children around the world, so many children who do not have this ni'mah, this blessing of being able to go to school because they can't afford it, because they don't have parents, because they are displaced. Think of children in Afghanistan, in Lebanon, in right here in South Africa. So remind your child of this blessing and this opportunity that your child, shukr alhamdulillah, has. And your attitude is what is going to determine the child's success. If you are excited about sending your child to school, prepared, your child is going to do exactly that. It's your attitude that creates this atmosphere. Very, very important. Now, before your child even starts grade R or grade one, there are certain things that we need to ensure that your child knows before he or she starts going to nursery school or preschool or even grade one. These are important life skills that need to be taught at home. Remember, the child has been with you since conception, mummies. The child has been with you, mums and dads, for six years or five years. In that time, what have you taught this little masum child? Remember, this child is entrusted to you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is your duty to ensure that your little baby, mashallah, this beautiful little child, is taught with knowledge, skills, values, and attitudes that are in line with Quran and Sunnah. Most importantly, your child is a Muslim. What are you teaching your child? When a child is born, we're super excited, alhamdulillah, and we always make this dua, Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, keep my child happy, keep my child safe, bless my child with strong iman. Sometimes we say, please make my son a hafid, but sometimes we say, make my daughter a hafida, alhamdulillah. But before we come to all of that, we need to learn basic skills that make us human and basic skills that are sunnah of our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallam, and follow the teachings of Quran. So yes, teach your children the kalima. Teach your children about salah. Teach your children good manners. Your manners are a reflection of your iman. Saying please and thank you. Making dua before you eat. After you eat, before you sleep, when you wake up, when you are going to the toilet, when you are coming out of the toilet, all of those basic du'as are supposed to be taught at home. Not when the child starts maktab. At that point, the child is already six. And if you think your child is not able to absorb all of this information, then unfortunately, you are putting this child at a disadvantage. Children from the time they are born, Right up until six years old, they have what we call the absorbent mind. And at this time, what they are able to take in or memorize, they will never have this opportunity again. So they are able to learn much more than you can ever imagine. Take opportunity. Take this opportunity and fill their little hearts and minds with beneficial knowledge. 
you will be amazed at how many children come to nursery school, preschool, and grade one who don't even know how to use the toilet correctly. And these are Muslim children. So teach your children about istinja. Teach your children to wash their hands according to sunnah. Teach your children, this is before they even start school. And if they already are in grade R, grade one, beneficial information that they can, you can start teaching from right now and monitor that it's done correctly. Do not speak when you are in the toilet. Close the door, flush the toilet. Teach your children to be independent. Teach them how to make their own bed. Teach them how to open their lunch boxes independently, school beds independently. Dress and undress themselves. Because when your child goes to school, the teacher is a school mummy. Not only to your child, but if your child is in a public school, she's the school mummy to 40 children. If it's a private school or something smaller, she's at least a school mummy to 15 children. And these are basic skills that your child needs to be taught at home. Opening and closing buttons, putting on their own jersey, taking off their tracksuit top if it's hot, putting on their hat if it's hot. I mean, it's summer, it's very hot. How to open their juice bottles, how to open their lunch boxes. We may think this is not significant and you would think to yourself, really? But children are supposed to be doing this. I am telling you, with 25 years of teaching experience, most children don't know how to do this. So I'm giving you these guidelines. Teach your child about healthy and unhealthy foods. Often we make this mistake thinking that they are too small and I have to do this and that and that for them. No, you don't. Teaching children to be independent, cleanliness, making their own lunch is teaching them to be independent and life skills. It's also sunnah. Let your child make his or her own sandwich. Let your child choose the ingredients to make his or her own sandwich. Teach your child about sunnah foods so your child knows what is beneficial for his or her health. Teach your child how to share their toys and their books, how to lose a game with honor and dignity, not to fight with other children, no name calling, no stereotyping, because remember, no child is born prejudiced. No child is born a racist. No child is born with hate. This is learned behavior. And when you are coming to school, sadly, it is a mistake that many parents make unintentionally because obviously to a parent, your child is so special. Yes, your child is special, but so is everybody else's child. And for a teacher, she is in a classroom full of special children and each child is special to her. And it is her duty to educate them according to the curriculum chosen by the government or private curriculum or whatever. It's not her duty to teach your child good manners, basic cleanliness, basic information. Another error that a lot of people make is they do not teach their child how to write his or her name and surname. That shouldn't be done in grade one, grade R, or even nursery school. That can be done at home. Teach your child full name and surname, correct lettering, basic number skills. 
writing numbers from 0 to 10 maybe even 0 to 20 you step up you monitor your child see his or her ability and take it forward learning the alphabet we don't use abc we say the phonetic sound lhabaka if you're not certain how to do that there's plenty youtube youtube videos and there are plenty books out there go on to social media everyone has access to social media today go on to websites follow people they have videos or people who have experience in this and learn from them because remember just as much as you are teaching your child you are also learning as we we'll remember we learn from our cradle to our grave teach your child these basic numbers basic basic vocabulary there's absolutely nothing wrong in teaching your children how to use numbers how to communicate respectfully how to treat people with kindness and dignity irrespective of religion race color or creed and where do they learn that from from your behavior there are lots of games available lots of puzzles available lots of activities that you can do which i will happily share with you in the weeks to come give you some ideas of things that you can use in your house the reason why i am enforcing or reemphasizing the importance of te- teaching your child independence right now it's summer and children are encouraged to take a sun hat to school when it gets when they in the classroom they take it out now when children are busy playing with their friends and maybe it's time for lunch time or home time they get super excited and they forget to take their clothing so then you sitting with five or six hats and we don't know who it is so what parents tend to do they tend to write a note to the teacher so i'm going to share something with you that i said to every parent who ever sent me a note respectfully dear parent with all due respect it is my duty to educate your child according to the curriculum and it is not my duty to teach your child to look for his or her clothing that should come from you there we go that's teaching your child responsibility something else is very 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 important that when you are buying a school bag or you are buying pencil cases or you're buying a lunch box or a juice bottle sometimes children would choose a particular theme or character that's very popular right now and many children may have the same thing again children are super excited when they are with their friends and they may forget where their lunch box is uh, lunch box is when during break time and all these things are in the play area and we cannot identify it so first and foremost please label all stationery all lunch boxes all juice bottles all, all school bags very easy to get a distinctive keyring that maybe you can put on the school bag because school bags also whatever is popular or what you would find in the stores many parents shop at the same stores children do get confused you know this child will say i have a blue bag and so will 10 other children and it's the same blue bag and unintentionally a child may take your child's bag and the child will scream teacher this one stole my bag and the child really didn't because all the bags look the same 
So maybe get a distinctive keyring that your child is aware of and they'll say this particular keyring, like say if your name is Bibi Aisha, then maybe have a keyring that says BA. So where you see that is your bag. Lots and more tips to share with you after the ad break. Please don't go away. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are back onto Youth Talk with me, Bibi Aisha Lehe. And today I'm sharing with our beloved listeners from all around South Africa and around the world tips for parents who have children in grade R and grade 1. And before the ad break, I spoke to you about valuable tips that you can incorporate into your life right now for your child to be successful in school. And all of the things that I shared are things that your child should be knowing before he or she even steps into a nursery classroom or a grade R classroom. Obviously, by grade one, they should know all of this. If they don't, then you have some extra homework. Now, What I would like to speak about now is so, so, so important. Read, 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 and then read some more. Do not ever underestimate the power of reading to your child, reading with your child, and listening to your child read. So you may be thinking, but my child only four, he or she can't read. And I'm going to tell you, you are 200% incorrect. Now, children learn to read in very different ways. And this, again, needs to be started at home. So by the time your child starts formal education, he or she is very familiar with the world of reading and seeking knowledge. Basic skills, basic, basic reading skills are so easy to teach your child. So I'm going to teach you something so easy to do. So when we look at certain logos, and I'm not going to say their names, but certain logos of fast food restaurants, of cell phones, trust me, every child knows cell phone logos, um, logos of popular cars. When your child can look at that and say, oh, that is a particular car, or uh, ummi, abba, mommy, daddy, let's go to that um, fast food outlet. Let's go to that garage to pull petrol. How does your child know where it is? How is your child able to scream out the name? Because your child sees it all the time, and that is called sight vocabulary. It is so easy. When you go to the supermarket, your child will already know this particular brand of cold drink or sweets or chocolate or cereal or toothpaste. So that is so, so easy for them. And believe it or not, your child is reading. So why not take, you know, pictures of all these items or places that your child knows, stick it on your fridge, stick it in your child's um, wall in their room, and your child can read it out to you. And then you can play games with your child like, okay, I'm just going to give an example, say BMW, for example. Um, What does it start with? Your child will say, buh. Find for me three things in your room that begin with the sound, B. And your child could say ball, bed, um, bat. Go in the kitchen. Find for me two other things that start with B. Banana, bread. So do you understand how easy it is? Play the game Simon Says, I spy. Or Simon Says, clap your hands. Then your child is doing all these actions. That is teaching your child how to follow instructions. Also enabling your child to understand verbs, what a verb is, 
And it's also a way for you to bond with your child. So we think going to school is only about academics. No, it isn't. Learning is done through play, with love, with an open heart, special moments, and a smile. If your child is not looking forward to going to school, you need to find out why. Because children are happy and should be happy and should look forward to going to school. And like I said, do not ever underestimate the power of reading. So you are thinking to yourself, my child is four and he or she now is going to be learning sight words, which he or she already knows. There are lots of apps that you can use on your, uh, on your cell phones to teach children basic reading. And I'm sure the teachers wouldn't mind at all because it's going to make things much easier for them. Using picture books is the easiest way. I mean, as parents, you know, you should be aware of what your child likes. Lots of little girls. Remember now, there isn't things, there's no such thing as girls like this and boys like this. That's stereotyping. If a boy shows an interest in playing with um, a doll or wanting to bake or cook, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. That is a sun. If a boy wants a broom and he wants to clean up, that is excellent for you. In December, you have extra help. Alhamdulillah. If you have a girl who wants to learn about cars and wants to play with cars, absolutely nothing wrong with that either. So use that interest and maybe create a picture book. And you ask your child, so what is this? What color is this? What shape is this? And indirectly, you are teaching your child about language, about words, about mathematics, about synonyms and antonyms. And also, you are communicating with your child. So you are making play meaningful and purposeful. But in all honesty, it's actually educational. Please remember this. Please remember this. Once your child is older, or even as young as your child is, remember I told you about the absorbent mind. Children are able to learn so much from birth to age six. Obviously, they can learn later. But the capacity to memorize at that period will never come again. So fill their hearts and minds with knowledge that is beneficial for their deen, their dunya, and their akhirah. Read to them stories about the Sahaba. Read to them stories about our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Read to them stories about the prophets of Allah. And let them understand the beauty of our Islam. After you read them, read to them. My apologies. Ask them, so what did you learn from this story? And listen to what they say. And if they are incorrect in their understanding, politely, politely correct them and tell them, so today we learned about sharing. Or today we learned how our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam showed kindness. So we're going to call that a sunnah because it's the practice of our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we're going to be kind to everybody. And the best way to do this is by you being kind. And your child's going to follow. Remember, a child's manners or lack thereof is a reflection of the environment in which that child is brought up. Fact. Now, when it comes to reading, 
when I say read with your child, encourage your child to read with you. So you read daily a story for two, three weeks or even a month and you'll notice, read aloud and your child will read with you. Sometimes your child will even read faster, stop and allow your child to do so. And other times, encourage the older siblings or the cousins to read with your child. That is called peer reading. And one day, ask your child when he or she is confident enough to read the story, to read the hadith to you and the family. Now, remember when I'm saying to you, I'm not only speaking to moms, because the education and upbringing of a child is the duty of both parents. But yes, the mom spends more of her time with the child during this period. So there we go, reading. Today's readers, tomorrow's leaders. And I'm someone who is a big fan of a book. I much prefer turning the pages of a book, smelling that new book um, sort of scent, getting a bookmark. You can teach your child to make their own bookmark, a time for creativity. And I just love holding a book in my hand. Because when your child goes to school, he or she is going to be introduced to the world of books. But why should you wait for that time to be at home? Teach your child how to handle a book respectfully. Wash hands, no food near a book, no cold drinks near a book, no crayons or writing inside of a book, absolutely no tearing of pictures or pages from the book, no cutting out from the book, because a book doesn't belong to their child only. A book is there for everybody these are skills that your child's teacher will thank you for. And it's also showing respect. Remember, like I said, a child's library today will be a beautiful reminder for you one day and also for the child to go back to that reading. The books that you buy for your children, the toys that you buy for your children, ask yourself, is this toy or book beneficial knowledge? Is it going to make my child a better person? Is my child going to learn a valuable lesson and moral from the story? If not, then why spend that extra money? Important questions. Now, your child is already at school, and I spoke about teaching your child to be independent, being able to use the toilet correctly, making istinja, greeting people, having manners, learning how to share learning how to listen, learning how to speak by lifting their hand and asking for permission, learning to say please and thank you, greeting adults first because it's a sign of respect, taking turns to speak, cleaning up after playing with their toys or their books, keeping their home and bedrooms and classroom clean, being able to independently undress or put their clothes on, being able to independently fold their jerseys or jackets or gloves as winter is coming along and putting it in their bags because it's not the teacher's duty to be doing it. And how to eat. You'll be amazed at how many children do not know how to chew properly, how to drink juice or water respectfully. It's actually shocking and it's also embarrassing. 
And these are things that should be taught at home. I think a very important lesson that I want to share with you is teaching children kindness. Remember I said children are masum. Children are not born with prejudice. They are not born racist. They are not born with hate. There's a saying that if we see the world through the eyes of a child, we would see magic and beauty in everything. So if you are going to the mall or you are going to schools and there are children of multi-faith, different religions, different cultures, teach your child to respect all of that. Do not be nice to somebody because that person may have a very fancy um, gadget with them. Those things are not important. That doesn't build character. Teach your child to be compassionate. That it is, if a friend falls down, teach your child how to help to pick that friend up. Teach your child to share. Teach your child to be kind. Teach your child to spread kindness and love wherever he or she goes. And how will your child learn that? Again, by watching you. When you greet people who are older than you or younger than you, your child can do the same. If your home is clean and tidy, your child is going to be in that habit to make sure his or her space, whether he or her, he or, sorry, whether he or she is in school or maktab or wherever, they're going to make sure they leave the place clean and tidy because it's already taught to them from the time they are at home. Teach your child when your child opens his or her food, um, maybe a crisp, maybe a chocolate to take the paper and throw it into the dustbin. When children throw things around the house and you get somebody else to pick it up, what are you teaching your child? Good manners? Absolutely not. Now, there are going to be times where children fight. It's only normal, it's only natural, and especially with young children. They are going to make mistakes when it comes to taking each other's stationery. So you need to label the stationery or better still ask the teacher respectfully, what do you do to ensure that children do not confuse stationery and what generally are the rules of the school? So you can ask your child to write his or her own name on the label and together label it with your child. Children like to be included. So don't think your child is too small. There are so many life lessons I can tell you about that I learned from grade one children. And I will probably share it with you um, on another show. But after labeling their stationery, also teach your child how to ask for things. So teacher or appa or ustad or mu'alima, may I please leave the room? May I please drink some water? Don't say, I want to go to the toilet. I need to go do this. We don't need to know that. Just respectfully. And when there are times when they are going to be fighting, when your child comes home, he or she is going to be crying and they're going to say, so-and-so hit me, so-and-so stole this from me, the teacher called me this today. And obviously as the parent of a young child, you're going to be defensive. It's your child. But I want you to listen objectively, be able to separate fact from emotion, 
calm your child down, speak to a trusted friend or somebody that is mature and ask them, should I be contacting the teacher about this or am I just making a big deal out of nothing? Because unfortunately, parents make this mistake where they become very possessive and they're already in this mood where I am going to fix that teacher up or who is that child I'm going to sort him or her out because we listen to what our children say and we act out of emotion instead out of using common sense. Children can fight today and never want to speak to each other and I promise you, after 25 years of teaching experience, they are the best of friends five minutes later because they are children. But unfortunately, when parents get involved, there are altercations that go happen. Parents and teachers have a bad relationship. The children's parents get involved and they have a bad relationship. But your, friend, your children are friends thereafter. So isn't it a waste of time and energy? I want to tell you something else. If you speak respectfully about your child's teacher, whether it be in a maktab or in a school, so will your child. If you have some issue with the teacher, don't run to the principal because that shows you are undermining and disrespecting the teacher. You have rules in your house. Schools also have rules. You need to follow them. If you have a concern, approach the teacher and ask the teacher respectfully, when can I make an appointment to see you? I have some concerns. Can we please work together to address them so you can guide me and we can help our child? Yes, our child. Your child, once he or she is enrolled into a school, is not your child alone. A teacher is the only other person, when I'm saying teacher, I'm talking about the maktab as well, is the only other person who wants to see your child succeed as much as you do. And when a child does well, holistically, meaning not just in academics, but in every aspect of his or her life, it is a win-win situation for you and for the teacher. It is a proud moment for all of you. This is something I always say. When you are a teacher, you are in a tri-alliance. You, the parents, the teacher, and the child. A win for one is a win for all. Because all of you have the same goal. Make the child successful. Teach the child good manners and respect Groom the child to be a good human being for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for your pleasure. Because remember, this child is an amana to the teachers. This child is an amana to the parents. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to question you on this. When a child looks up to you with respect and the child wants to mimic your behavior, it is your duty to carry yourself in a manner that will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first because this child is watching you. Little eyes and little ears see and hear everything.
So much time to round up the show. And I promise I will be sharing many, many more beneficial tips for parents as well as for teachers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase all of us in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Children have lots of lessons to teach us. Open your hearts and listen to them. One more thing I need to share with you before we end the show. So often when a child comes back from school and the parent will ask, how was your day today? And the child will say, okay, did you learn something new today? No. What did you do at school today? Nothing. You know that the child is not speaking the truth. Go through your child's bag. Look if there is any message in the message book, because most schools work with a diary or message book. Some schools have a WhatsApp group with parents to communicate with the teacher. If you have something to discuss with the teacher, ask her permission if you can WhatsApp her privately. Don't put things on a group and humiliate anybody, because that shows a lack of respect on your side. Remember, a teacher is a trained professional who is qualified to do the work that she or he is doing. Show them that respect. Inshallah, may Allah keep our children happy, well, and safe. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with the ability to be mentors to all the youth. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept everyone's efforts. Until we speak again, please remember me, my sound engineer, Muhammad Mutara. And everybody in Radio Islam International in your pious du'as. May Allah bless you with better than what you ask for us. Until we speak again, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.